Thank you for joining us at Living Water Community Church's podcast. We're glad that you're here. We want you to know at Living Water that God loves you just the way you are, but He loves you way too much to leave you there. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. So, so this morning, though, we, we, we started a thing last week, a series last week, where um, I read some scripture in Revelation where it talks about how it's a, a two-part action for us to overcome. It says, we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And we talked about how Jesus obviously has already done his part. He's already sacrificed his blood. And I feel like a lot of us are living a life where we haven't quite overcame yet, not because Jesus hasn't done his part, but because we're very hesitant to do our part, and that's sharing our testimony. And and um, I remember, I, I told this last week, but I remember growing up those services you know, where people would would share what, what God had done in their life. And, and I remember a couple of years ago, even at our, at our past church, we did this in our youth group, and, and different kids came up and shared their story, and different adults within the church shared their story. And, and there's been a lot of sermons that I've heard in my life that I forgot, but I still even just, I still remember those stories, you know, two years ago of, of the guy who was in the military and still struggled with PTSD, or the woman who grew up in an abusive uh, home and how God brought her through that, and these different stories. And, and what I want you guys to understand through this is that even if maybe you don't come up here and share your story, your story needs to be shared, whether it's at work, whether it's with a spouse, whether it's with your kids, whether it's with your parents, whoever it might be, we all have a story of what Jesus has done in our lives, and that's something that needs to be shared. That's something that, that, that not because Jake says, or not because Living Water says, or not because, but because the Bible says. The Bible says this is how we overcome. We, we live such a life of where we're saying, I, I just want to overcome. I just want to feel like I'm past that thing. I'm not we ever said that. I just want to feel like this is over. I just want to feel like that's behind me. And the way we do that, according to Scripture, is by sharing our testimony. The way we do that, the way we overcome the enemy, is by sharing what Jesus has done in our life. And part of that comes with a boldness of being vulnerable. Because I talked about last week, how we don't want people to know the messy parts. We don't want people to know the bad days. We don't want people to see the arguments and the fights and the trials and the discouragements. We don't want that to happen. But if we just would share who we are, we would share what Jesus has done in our life. I think it has incredible power. And I'm not going to preach this morning. I just wanted to, to tell you guys that and encourage you. Maybe if you haven't decided yet that you want to share your story, let me know. We, we, we've got some people lined up, and I'm excited for it, but I told you, we'll keep this thing going. As long as you're willing to share, we'll keep sharing our story, because I think it, there's power in our stories. And so this morning, Lacey is going to share her story, and I'm super, super, duper excited for her. Uh, she said, I'm a little bit nervous about the whole marketing thing. I said, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, but let me pray really quick for her. Um, and, then, and then let's let her share her story. God, thank you for today. God, thank you for, for worship this morning. I thank you for, for James' his dedication and obedience to lead us week after week, even through sickness this morning, in worship. So God, I pray now for Lacey as she shares her story, God, that you would give her confidence, calmness, boldness, courage. God, whatever is needed, I pray that you would do that. And God, I pray that through her story, that whether it's someone here, whether it's someone online, whether it's somebody who might watch this two years from now, God, that they would be encouraged by her story and by what God has done 
through her life. God, we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. You got it. Okay, so um, my name is Lacey. remember them not coming home. Uh, so like there was uh, abandonment issues and I just wanted my dad, I just wanted um, to be accepted. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand what a three-year-old would understand why a parent leaves. Um, so my whole life strived so hard to get his acceptance and to just do whatever needed um, for him to accept me, like, my mom loved me, like, unconditional, like, she was always there, but in the back of my mind, I guess that just wasn't, that wasn't what I wanted, or what I thought I wanted, or what, you know, it wasn't good enough, I guess, unfortunately. Um, so, my whole life, I did things, you know, just to get his acceptance, you know, I would go over there, he had my brother, when I six and like I become a little mom. I would cook, I would clean, I would change diapers. All the while he was getting high with his friends. Um so growing up seeing that and seeing people come in and out, um, doing things for him. I remember one time uh like I actually delivered a package thinking it was candy to one of his friends, um, and later to find out it really wasn't, you know. So um my whole life, I thought that that lifestyle was okay. It was acceptable, you know, because I didn't know no different. Um, so, life proceeded for a little while. Um, at the age of 12, on New Year's Eve, he introduced me to marijuana. And then, seven days later on my birthday, it was alcohol. Um, and, like, every weekend, it was a party at Dad's house. You know, it was okay. Um, and then, when I was 16, I was in a really bad car accident. Um, I broke my ribs, punctured my lungs sent me home with pain pills. Um, mom was in New Orleans with my sister playing basketball and because I had a chest tube I couldn't travel. Uh, so I stayed with my dad and he was like, well here, let me show you this story. So then that introduced me to a different way of pain pills. Um, and then the next thing was methamphetamine. Uh, at first it was fun, you know, it was, it was life and then I got a taste for the money, you know, and the love of money is the root of all evil. I left the drug a couple of times, you know, and I'd always go back because a regular job was not, it didn't surprise, it didn't feel that void. Um, I let a lot of people into addiction, um, and it was a dark, dark place. Um, I finally, a year and a couple months ago, reached that rock bottom to where, you know, even though my dad was in prison in Texas, even though my kid, my son was in Texas, like I finally broke down and I cried out for help and the help that I got was uh, my mom in Tennessee, you know, she's like, well, come home, I got you help, you know, you can go to this place uh, and who wants to go to rehab for a year, you know, like, that's just not the plan of anybody. Uh, it was probably the hardest decision, but the best decision I made. I was on a bus for 52 hours. Uh, sick, um, hating life, uh, miserable, you know. 
when I get home and mom had open arms, you know, she she was there. She's like, you know, I love you. And that meant so, so much. Just, um, just feeling it and knowing. And knowing I could have had it all along. Um, especially, you know, like now she's my best friend, you know, uh, I just like, I like people to know that there's hope and there's hope. Jesus, you know, he paid it all for us on the cross for everything. It doesn't matter anything that I did. Um, the abuse, uh, I was a very abusive person, um, you know, but being loved through that, you know, pushed through and shown the love of Jesus and pushed into the throne room and to be able to sit at his feet and just like lay it all down and forgive myself. It took me a long time to forgive myself because my biggest fear was that my children would go through the abandonment that I went through. And that was the first thing I did. I abandoned my family and they were always right here to welcome me back. You know, they were always right there with open arms. And they never judged. Um, I felt judged, but that's because I was judging myself. Uh, it took me about four months into my program before I fully just forgave myself. And we were staying in the worship, and like, I hear the Lord loudly. He speaks to me profoundly. You know, it's because I told him, I was like, look, you're going to have to be in a booming voice or a big flashing sign in the sky um, so that way I know. And I was standing on the cross um, in West Virginia, and one of our teachers was sitting on the floor, and I was closed, and we separated. The women were on one side, the men were on the other. We weren't allowed to speak or nothing. And I heard a voice, and it was a man's voice, but it was like, it's undescribable, but Lacey, you are forgiven. And it scared me because, like, what is the man doing over here? Why? Why? You know? So um, I opened my eyes, and Ms. Michelle was sitting on the floor, and her arms were twisted out, and she had a forgiving tattoo on her forearm, and that was the first thing I saw. And I just broke, you know? Um, and then six months into my program, I strived. I wanted to. I did it on my own. I didn't rely on God because I didn't know how to. Um, and I finally broke one day in the shower. In the shower. And I just stood there and I cried. And I just, I was like, Lord, I give it to you. I don't know what this is supposed to look like. I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this moment. But I give it to you. Work through me. Push me to the side and just work through me. Um, and after that moment, like, sharing my testimony was no big deal, you know, or it's a big deal, but it wasn't hard for me to do. Um, we would go out every weekend. I traveled states. I've been all over the north. It's cold up there. I don't like it. <laughs> don't like it at all. But being out there in negative 
made it worth it. And I felt the heat, like the Holy Spirit heat from the inside out, you know, and like I had even been able to take somebody back with me. She didn't stay, but she stayed long enough for seeds to be planted. Um, so here I am now, home, happy, with a great job. Um, I'm not addicted, and I don't, you know, I don't refer to myself as, you know, oh, I used to be an addict, or hi, I'm basically I'm an addict, because I'm not. God delivered me completely from addiction. Um, so it's just, it's great. It's great. You know, one of the one of the things I think that that really stood out to me there that I think that everyone can relate to is is you, you said that there was this time when you, you kind of broke finally, and your mom just simply said, "Come home." And, and there's a there's a pretty famous story in the Bible, you know, where this pretty similar thing happened with this with this son who had everything. He had everything given to him from his father. He he, he went and kind of took it a little bit prematurely and ran off and wasted all of his money and was living amongst pigs and and, and was just he hit that that point that rock bottom and finally he says I'm just gonna go home I'm gonna go home and I, I think that that's that's literally a real life example of, of the story of the prodigal son and, and I think that it's something that I'll be honest, I, I, I knew that you were at rehab, I knew, you know, that you were there for a year because your mom would update me every week about how great you were doing and how much she couldn't wait for you to come home and how excited she was, but I didn't know all the other things, I didn't know the backstory. And, and I think that that's something that, as as Christians and as the church and as a community that, that we say, you know, we like to do life together and that we're super tight, it helps me to know those things. And it, and it helps us to know those things because we can now see the full story. Right? We, we get a full story. And sometimes the full story is none of our business, but sometimes when you're willing to share, it shows me, okay, that, that Lacey was in this place where she felt it was rock bottom and then there was no tomorrow. And, and how did she respond? She went home. She went to Jesus. And I think that that's something that whether you, you relate to addiction, whether you don't, whether you, whatever, we all have had that moment where we just say, if I can just get to Jesus, if I can just get to Jesus, then everything is going to be okay. And, and I think that that's a place where, honestly, we don't like to live our lives, because that means we're desperate, that means we're um, broken, that means we're at rock bottom, but man, what a place it is to say, nothing else matters if I can just get to Jesus. And, and so as you were sharing, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about the story of the prodigal son, and I began to think, how many people, whether it's here today, whether it's watching online, whether it's not even watching right now, but how many people are living that exact same life right now, like today, Sunday morning at 10.50, they're living that life of just absolute bondage and brokenness and, and bound by whether it's addiction or whatever, and, and, and you might not ever see the benefit of it. You, you, maybe, God, maybe God will show you, but maybe you won't. But just like you said with that girl that you brought back, and she didn't stay, but you planted a seed. 
And in the same way, then there are people today that, that maybe you, you might not ever know who was watching online today. You might not know who watches it six months from now. You might not know the person that's sitting two rows behind you. It's going to be the exact same scenario. But man, I can tell you that, that when we open up and we share our story, the scripture says it. It, it says that that's the way we overcome. And I, I love this. That they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, because believe it or not, your testimony can help someone else to overcome. Your there you go. Lacey says, if anyone's watching and you're there, Lacey Rod, I'm on Facebook, hit her up, and then she can help you through this. But but it, it's incredible to me to think that we that our stories can do that, and it's not because anything we've done, it's not because we live this life, but it's because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus. It's, it's all because of Jesus. And so, so this morning as we, as we move on and, and begin to um, get more and more people to share, I, I want you to see that like, that was perfect. It, it didn't have to be laid out perfectly organized, illustrated with a nice scripture and all that. Just tell what Jesus has done in your life. In Lacey's story, there's a lot of details, but you know the main things I took away? She used to be this person. She encountered Jesus. And she now is this person. And, and I think that a lot of times we try to make this so hard about sharing our story. I don't, I don't, want, I don't, want, I don't know how to. I can't speak. I can't. It's so easy. I mean, it, it's I used to be this person. I met this guy named Jesus. And now I'm this person. And, and it's, when we do that, when we open up with boldness to share that, it's, it's incredible the reach that we have. Because I'll be honest, there, there, there's going to be people that for no other reason than because they see somebody else besides Jake. Up here, oh, let, me say, let me let me stop and watch for just a minute. If for no other reason, because they see somebody different, then let me, let me hear what they got to say. And then maybe they're in that same scenario, they relate to your story. And I can't wait to see what God's going to do through the next weeks of this, because I'm telling you guys, I I promise it. Even before Easter, I, I I spoke of this because I genuinely believe that if we will open up, share our stories about what God's done in our life, then there's power in that. There, there, there's power. I, I firmly believe that God has a purpose for this, that he knows what he's doing, that he has a plan, and that when we get through with this series, we're going to look back and say, wow, God, at what you did. Wow, at what you did. I fully believe that the goal of this is to see the kingdom grow. To see the and if, and if living water grows in the meantime, great. But if we can see the kingdom, if we make heaven bigger today, then we've done our job. If we can add one more house in heaven, now got to get the construction crew going again because we need one more new place for somebody because we're sharing our stories, because of our boldness, because of our faithfulness, because of our vulnerability, then every bit of it's worth it. And so I just want to simply encourage you guys today, number one, if you haven't made that decision yet that you want to share your story, there you saw it. It's, it's not hard. Okay, she's still breathing. She's still alive. She didn't pass out up front. Like, she's still here. She's still with us. Let me know. I would love for you to share your story on Sunday. And secondly, though, hear the heart of her story. She, she, she ran and ran and ran and finally said, I'm just going home. And today, maybe as James comes up and gets ready to sing, maybe somebody just needs to simply say, today I'm going home. Today I'm, I'm going to make that decision that I'm coming home. I ran and I ran and I ran and I ran and, and I go to church but I'm still running, or, or I lift my hands, but I'm still running, or I read my Bible, but
but I'm still running. And maybe today you just simply say, no, I'm going home. And maybe that looks like you come out to the front to pray. Maybe that's what you pray at your seat. Maybe that's you praying with your family. Maybe it's you asking somebody beside you to pray with you. Maybe it's just you praying by yourself. But I love the fact that Jesus, just like Emily in this story, you don't get a big head, but just like Emily in this story, said, just come home. Just come home. The father, the prodigal son's father just said, just come home. You're my son. You're my daughter. Just come home. My arms are open. I'm ready to love you. Just come home. And so as he sings this song, if that's what you need to do today, that's great. If you need to pray for maybe boldness, because you know you can feel that saying you're supposed to share your story, then you spend this time praying for that. I don't know what I don't know the needs of every single person. I don't know what your week was like. I don't know what your day was like. I don't know what next week's going to be like. But I know that whatever it is, we can take it to Jesus. And he can be there for us. Let's pray really quick. God, thank you for today. God, thank you for Lacey and her boldness to share her story. God, I pray that whether it's somebody here, whether it's somebody online, whether it's a person that watches a month from now, God, that her story would touch someone's heart. God, that her story would fall on ears of a person who is in that same situation, who is bound by addiction, who is stuck in this cycle of life that they feel like they can't break out of. And God, they would hear how, how she so, so perfectly shared that she just said, I, I, I've got to get back home. I've got to get to Jesus. And God, I pray that they would be encouraged, that we would be encouraged, that we can make that same exact decision today or whenever we're listening, that we can say, I've got to get to Jesus. Because if I can just get to Jesus, anything at all is possible. God, I pray for the person that's here today that, that they already know what you spoke to them last week, that they're supposed to share their story. And I God, I pray that as, as hard as they try to fight, that you would continue to work on their heart, that you would give them boldness, God, that you would give them confirmation, give them assurance, that God, there's a purpose for them sharing their story. And maybe it's not Sunday morning with a microphone in front of people, but God, maybe it's Tuesday with their coworkers. Or maybe it's Thursday with their spouse. Or maybe it's Friday with their kids. But God, I pray that we would understand that there's power in the stories of what you've done in our lives. And God, that we wouldn't be so quick to hide all of our flaws and imperfections and mess-ups and, and, and bad days. But God, we would boldly show them and say, this is how I used to live, but I met this man named Jesus. This is who I used to be, but because of this man named Jesus, this is who I am. This is the family I grew up in. This is the life that I was born into. And I was supposed to go down the same exact road, but Jesus. And I pray that you'll give us boldness to share that story wherever we go. God, let us understand there's power in our story and there's power in your freedom and in the cross. God, we love you. We praise you. Thank you for Lacey. And thank you for her story. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.